morning welcome to another episode of history under your feet today we take a look at one of the great indian scientists of modern era satish dhawan the second chairman of isro while vikram sarabhai is well known as a founder of isro the man who shaped its organizational structure and put a fine process in place was its third chairman satish dhawan after whom the sri harikota space center is named the father of experimental fluid dynamics research in india one of the eminent researchers in the field of turbulence was born on september 25 1920 in srinagar and graduated from lahore university with a rather unusual combination of ba maths b mechanical and me engineering literature when india became independent in 1947 satish dhawan left for us to do his higher studies where he graduated in ms from university of minnesota and a masters in aeronautical engineering from caltech and a double phd in maths and aerospace engineering from the same institute his advisor was the eminent aerospace scientist hans lipman one of the foremost authorities of his time on fluid mechanics on his return to india in 1951 he joined iisc as a senior scientific officer and a year later was promoted as head of aeronautical engineering department and it was during this time that the department emerged <coughs> as a center of experimental fluid dynamic research in india in fact it was a pilot project conducted by him that resulted in setting up the world class wind tunnels for aerodynamic testing at the national aerospace lab in bangalore In 1962, he became the youngest ever director of IISC, and it will also be its longest-serving one too, and one of its most distinguished. After nine long years, he went on a sabbatical to his alma mater, Caltech, and it was around this time that Vikram Sarabhai passed away on December 30th, rather suddenly. <coughs> it was then Prime Minister Indira Gandhi who requested him to take charge of ISRO, which was still in infancy then. Sarabhai had earlier been in touch with Dhawan for setting, uh, for advice in setting up a rocket motor facility in India. Dhawan agreed to take over ISRO on two conditions: one that its headquarters would be allowed to be at Bangalore, and another that it would be allowed to be continued at IISC. His first love, as he called it, Indira Gandhi agreed to both, and soon he took charge after his sabbatical at Caltech was over. ISRO was formally born on May 1972, when the space program was placed under a separate Department of Space. Till then, it was under the Department of Atomic Energy. Dhawan took over as both chairman of ISRO and secretary of Department of Space, beginning a long and successful stint. Basically, India's space program is handled by three institutions: Department of Space, responsible for the ideas; Space Commission, that handles the nitty-gritties of funding, logistics; and ISRO, is responsible for the actual delivery. And it was Dhawan who worked out the integration here. And anything, Dhawan started. Professional management structure at ISRO, setting up small teams of experts presided over by a project director, which encouraged innovation and the efforts of all those teams were coordinated were channelized towards a common goal, be it a satellite or a launch. He brought in specialists from outside and giving the project director a free hand. Dhawan ensured red tapeism, the bane of many Indian PSCOs, was drastically curtailed. He also increased Indian suppliers to ISRO. Most of them firms manufacturing the equipment are Indian, and he also handpicked the best talent available for the space program. Abdul APJ Abdul Kalam was asked to lead the SLV3 project Rotam Narasimha to lead the research at NAL and your row in charge of the Aryabhatta mission it was not just in picking the talent it was the way he handled it too he encouraged youngsters and if the project was a success he gave them full credit while in the case of a failure he took the responsibility on himself and it was one of the finest examples of leadership and the first experimental launch of SLV3 
on August 10th, 1979 ended up in failure. Dhawan stepped in to handle the fallout. And this is what he said. Today we had our first satellite launch to put a satellite. We could not succeed. In many technologies we have succeeded and a few more we have yet to succeed. Above all, I realized my team members have to begin given all technological support. I am going to do that in the next mission and succeed. And this was what made Dhawan such an excellent leader. He was the man leading from the front, egging his team on, giving them full credit from success and shielding them from failure. And when the next launch of Assembly 3 on July 18, 1980 was a success, he asked Hakalam to handle the press conference. As per if ISRO is one of the success stories that we can be genuinely proud of, credit goes to Satish Dhawan who put in a professional management structure in place, picked the best of talent, gave complete backing and independence to the teams and pioneered many innovations. India's first satellite, Aribata, development of communication satellites like Instant and remote sensing systems like IRS are all due to Satish Dhawan's efforts. He made Vikram Sarabha's dream of effectively utilization of space technology towards India's needs come true. And even after retirement, Satish Dhawan took a keen interest in policy matters related to science and technologies. He was against militarization of space. <coughs> the Space Center at Sriharikota has been named after him, a fitting tribute to a man who literally built ISRO. He passed away on January 3, 2002. In India, lost one of its finest scientists. And yet his legacy lives on in the Space Center at Sriharikota. Every time you hear of an ISRO success story, we shall always remember the man who made it possible, Satish Dhawan.